It's so interesting because there's so many messages that we hear on social media and so many of our emails that promise happiness and promise prosperity and good fortune, I guess. And it's, it's concerned with a certain product or certain fitness trend or diet fad. And, you know, I, I'm always wondering like, will that happiness be short-lived or long-lived? And a friend of mine is in Japan right now and she's studying the blue zones. Last year she was in Costa Rica and in the blue zone studies is certain parts of the world that are associated with longevity. And in this part of Japan, they have these social groups that stay connected over several years and sustain them through hard times. And the happiest country in the world is in Finland. And it's been that way for six years. And it's so interesting because there's so many people who who look to the United States as this, you know, this light on the hill, this, this land of opportunity, yet I, I read a recent report of how we spend so much more of our GDP on health, yet we are actually well behind other countries, particularly in the EU, in terms of health outcomes. And so Finland is a pretty happy country and it it follows Denmark or sorry and Denmark and Iceland follow Britain is number 19 um, I don't know where the United States is and so here's a couple of, of things that they have found that are key, and these, these aren't the only ones. But spending time in nature, and I used to live in Lakeland, Florida, and just in the center of town there are six lakes. and. The lake, even though there's a downtown, the lake is actually the recreational center of the city. And I would drive by there every morning to go to work and there'd be people walking and riding their bikes and, 
and doing exercise right there at the lake. And so, and, the, and it's a beautiful lake. And, and there's a lot of wonderful studies out there and I actually read a really good book, I think her name by Florence Williams, about the importance of nature, spending time in nature and touching nature and smelling nature is important for your mental health. And there's a philosophy of life that, you know, you think about Finland and it's pretty cold throughout the year and, and how easy it is to just forego spending time outside. But it's a philosophy of life that you persevere against the odds and um, and it's that sort of mental um, strength that uh, is important. And trusting others. Uh, and, and how many times have we heard in the United States the lack of trust, especially if you know the other person is a Democrat or the other person is a Republican. And you know, how, how easily do you trust strangers? And how often we contribute to that in our behavior towards others. Are we a trustworthy person? And honesty about your feelings. And of course, this is a little bit better than what it was years ago. But can we even identify what we're feeling from moment to moment? And it's not necessarily saying, okay, well, I am feeling satisfied. <laughs> um, but being able to identify parts of you that aren't working and being honest about that. And also just being a little bit humble Practicing humility, but also just recognizing that you are making mistakes. So we often see, oh goodness, too much on social media, I know. Um, these, these get rich schemes and, and they show off these expensive cars and and, and uh, lavish lifestyles but that philosophy 
only will put you in continuous competition with other people. And although we are naturally always comparing ourselves to seeing how okay we are in reference to others, we can just look within and say, you know, how am I doing today? And even if you're doing very, very well in comparison to someone else, it doesn't mean that you that you gloat because you know that when you're up somebody else is down and you can easily be there yourself one day and then there's the philosophy of contentment and I know that there is a There is a study that talked about how happy you are with your life really depends upon the ratio of what you want and what you have. And what you want is on the top, the numerator, go back to old math, what you taught, what you desire is the numerator and what you have or what you are aware that you have and the satisfaction with that is the denominator. And that proportion, it's inversely related to your level of contentment. So if what you want is higher than what you are satisfied with having, what you content with what you have, then you're going to not feel good. You're not going to be content. So we can learn a lot from these other cultures and recognize what am I doing at this moment? that's contributing to not only my contentment, but the contentment of others. How am I contributing to these toxic comparisons? How am I buying into this philosophy of gain rather than the philosophy of satisfaction, contentment. 